0: Hi, this is Connor Sherry. You're listening to Caps Radio 24-7 and the Capitals Radio Network. This
1: is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Mantha wins it in overtime in Boston. A one-on-one sit-down with Garnet Hathaway. And one game to go, the Flyers in tomorrow night to round out the preseason. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 7th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals lost the lead late in regulation last night at TD Garden in Boston, but rallied to win in overtime by a 4-3 final, the team's first win of the preseason. Boston led off the scoring in the first period when Charlie Coyle, in his first game of the exhibition year for the Bees, scored at the 728 mark of the period. It would be the only goal of the frame. Bruins led 1-0 after one. In the second, quick strikes from Evgeny Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson, given the Caps a 2-1 lead. The two scored goals just 56 seconds apart, with Kuznetsov also picking up a nice primary assist on the Wilson goal. A stretch pass out of the zone the Caps up 2-1, Vitek Vanacek then coughed up a rebound in front at the 13-17 mark of period 2. Taylor Hall there to pop it home. That tied the game at 2. Into the third period, TJ Oshie would break the deadlock, deflecting an Alex Ovechkin shot on the power play with 6.31 left. That gave the Caps a 3-2 lead. But David Pasternak would even things up with just 3.29 left, beating Vanacek 5-hole to force overtime. That set the stage for Anthony Mantha, his first goal of the preseason, coming at 141 of sudden death. Caps win for the first time in five tries this exhibition year. Final score, 4-3. to three. Vitek Vanacek went all the way to earn the win. He stopped 33 of 36. In other training camp news, prior to the team's trip to Boston, a couple of notes from Wednesday practice. Ilya Samsonov back on the ice with his teammates, taking shots and seemingly close to returning to game action. Head coach Peter Laviolette said before the Boston game, he was hopeful that Samsonov would play Friday against the Flyers, but only if he were 100%. No Martin Faravari on the ice Wednesday at MetStar Capital's Iceplex. Officially listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury, but... Feeling around practice yesterday morning was that Ferivari's injury not deemed to be overly serious. In fact, it's possible he could be in the lineup Friday against the Flyers. All in all, fairly good news for Marty as camp begins to wind down. Right now, my one-on-one sit-down with one of the podcast boys, Garnet Hathaway. A range of topics we covered yesterday after practice, including what it meant to him to wear an A this past week in preseason action, his thoughts on opening night against the Rangers, his efforts in the DMV community, and when might we hear the first podcast of the season with Nick Dowd. Well, Hath, one of the things that's been really fun this preseason is with your line, and how about three A's getting tossed
0: around? You guys uh, very much becoming part of the leadership group around here. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I don't think any of us knew it until we got you know, our jerseys put up in our stall, so and we were all sitting pretty close to each other. It's a special, it's a great feeling, I think, for all of us. I think we take a lot of pride in in how we play and how we carry ourselves around the room, you know, on and off the ice, so obviously we have tons of leaders on this team, but to be recognized as as one that, you know, even for a preseason game, it it meant a lot to us, and, you know, I think we're just going to try and build off of that, you know, even when you're not wearing a letter. That's what's a lot of guys in this room. That I don't think you have enough letters, you know, even for the guys in the room right now. So it was, yeah, it was special, and I think that's one we'll remember. Yeah, and I think to be able
1: to know too that the coaching staff—I mean, they obviously have a lot of faith in you—and you guys are out in all situations last year. No doubt that's going to be the same here. But it's kind of a nice
0: gesture from the coaching staff. Say, hey, listen, we recognize the job you guys do, and you do it well. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it was even more to to motivate us to continue to, to play the role you were just talking about. you know, Like I said, we, we take a lot of pride in the kind of game we play, the situations we're put in and, and the minutes we get. So to be recognized, it was great, and I think uh, it was a, a motivational step too, and I think that's one that, as a line, it was, it was great to have it, but it, we're not going to change our game because of it. You told me a few weeks ago, not only just a
1: new baby at home, and congratulations to you on that, but this was a stay-in-D.C. kind of summer for you. So uh, kind of not only embracing the hockey side of it, but the living in Washington side of it, too.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, first off, yeah, having our son, we, we had him right before game one of the playoffs so it was a it was a busy playoffs but to be able to spend time in dc like you said and get into the the dc culture a little more than we than we really had a chance to during the season it was special in these last four months Uh, my wife's doing great my son's doing great and dc's a special place and we got you know we got to go you know whether it's to nats games or restaurants that we hadn't had a chance to or just getting to know our neighbors a little bit more that day-to-day life and really seeing you know why why so many people Love this city um, and, love, and love the DMV area.
1: The game on Wednesday, the
0: Rangers right
1: off the bat here the last time we saw New York, it was interesting to say the least, and you were right in the middle of that as the game got underway at Madison Square Garden. Is this just another game and one of 82, or is there a little bit extra in this one because it's the opener and it's the Rangers?
0: I mean, like you said, it's it's one of 82, and it's, and it's two points as well. I think both teams want to come in and play to their identity early on. You want to start the season on, on the right foot, and that's and that's coming out with points. And I think that's that's really the bottom line. There's going to be things brought up by the media or, or whatnot, but and whatever happens in that game, you know, whoever's laughing last is going to be the one that, that's above, you know, at the top of the standings with two points. You were a
1: big leader, even in a year where it was challenging to do so. Charitable endeavors, half Sierras off the ice. What might we expect in the coming year? I know that's something that's very important to you.
0: Oh, thank you. I just first off that you know like like we talked about that d c community that d m v area it it none of it would have been possible without everyone being a part of it so many so many people uh contributed, whether it was their time or or financially um to really bring attention to to the first responders in our area and you know with a, with having a son i'll blame myself for i think we we've been trying to do a little planning behind the scenes and now that we're getting back into into the season i think we do have a few a few things lined up we have some great contacts within the first responders that i think we've been able to to learn about what we you know the best we can help and and whether that's that's food or um, i think we're really going to try to to see how much we can help with a more of a, a wellness aspect um, you know just i think mental health has been a kind of something that's been a little a little strained throughout this pandemic. So, you know, first responders are are no different. They've been the ones that have, have been working tirelessly throughout throughout the whole pandemic. So I'm excited about it. And, again, it's been from the CAPS organization to, to everyone in the DMV area, it's been a really collaborative effort.
1: Last one for you, podcast, you, Doubter, Between Two Blue Lines. What are we doing with the podcast here?
0: Yeah, the, po- the podcast is definitely coming back. I've been joking with Nick that it's probably going to be season 2.5 just because I don't think we fully finished with season 2 as we wanted to. But we, uh, we have some great fans that have, that have been asking for more episodes as well. And Nick and I, we, we have that little that banter back and forth that I think um, we both enjoy. So we'll find the time. You know, we're, we're new dads. Don't forget to give us the break. Uh, but well, like we said, we, we really want to take care of, of hockey. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll have time that we will enjoy to, to do the podcast for the fans.
1: we appreciate you taking some time to chat with us here during training camp. Look forward to seeing you out there in the opener next Wednesday.
0: Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
1: You can't help but root for that guy, a glue guy on the ice and in the room. Community-minded, guarded Hathaway, ready for another season here in Washington. Also happy on today's show to welcome Tom Galitti from NHL.com. You may have seen his capital season preview on NHL.com with Dan Rosen recently you haven't head to the website check it out nhl.com today tom and i discussing martin ferivari the division race and what the caps may do when and if nick backstrom isn't ready to go on opening night well, Tom, I had a chance to see your preview with Dan Rosen on NHL.com, and uh, you back for another season at that post. Uh, this has been an interesting camp already as we get down to it here, getting ready for the regular season. Such a gigantic homestand looming already less than a week from now when the Rangers come to town, and position still being fought for. Martin Ferravari not out yesterday at practice, and now starting to wonder maybe what his status is going into the regular season.
2: Yeah, it looked like he had a, a good chance to make the team opening night with uh, their defense defense. defense on the left side and then unfortunately got apparently got hit in the hand with the puck the other night in New Jersey and his status up in the air so they've got to see what's going to happen with that if he's not going to be ready for their season then that might open the door for someone like Matt Irwin maybe to be on the team just as an extra D and you see Trevor and Renzi playing on the left side which is something they talked about earlier in, in camp.
1: Maybe some other things to look at on D and at forward. And really, as you get past the game with Philadelphia Friday and you start getting ready for the regular season, I think everybody seems to be getting ready for life without Nicholas Backstrom around here, at least to start the season. And the direction that may go is going to be something we're all going to be watching. Who makes the roster? Will they have more room in the salary cap if he's LTI'd? We're going to find out here in the coming days.
2: Yeah, that's like two questions. One, where is Nicholas Backstrom going to be opening night? And it looks like he's not going to be in uniform because we're a week away and he hasn't skated yet, as far as we know. Then it's a question of how long will he be out. If he's out for 10 games, if they feel like he's going to be out for 10 games, they can put him on long-term injury reserve, and then they can do some things with the cap because they have some space there. Right now, it looks like it's going to be either McMichael or LaPierre. Those two guys have been kind of battling for that spot. they are the two left really here doing it, and it's going to be an interesting choice when we get down to opening night against the Rangers.
1: Are you of a mind that LaPierre and McMichael both, and maybe McMichael just because of his experience, LaPierre a little bit newer, but if they have the room, are you of a mind that these guys could hang around, even at just the beginning of the year, to get a taste of it, thinking more about LaPierre instead of going back to junior?
2: Yeah, I I don't see the harm in him being here temporarily. You don't want him sitting for too long. You don't want either guy sitting for too long. But if you have the two of them here maybe kind of splitting the job a little bit, giving him a little experience over the first for as long as Nick is out, as long as it's not a really long-term thing like 10, like 20 games or something like that, then I think they could do that. They could see McMichael play, see how he does, put LaPierre in there for a game, see how he does. I think it'd be a good experience for him. And, and then I, I think eventually he will probably go back to, you know, you never know, but eventually he would go back to junior, but it'd be a good experience for him as far as his development going forward if that's what the way it works out.
1: You cover a lot of teams in this division, not just Washington for NHL.com. We talked about the Carolina Hurricanes on the show yesterday with Mike Maniscalco. We talked about New Jersey. We talked about Columbus and getting to the rest of the New York teams here before too long. Where do you see this division right now? Because it seems to me you've got New Jersey that's probably a year or two away still. Columbus is going to have a bit of a tough year, I think. But just about outside of that tough to imagine that everybody else doesn't have designs on hey this team can make the playoffs where do you see this as we come down to the final days of training camp sifting out here as we get started
2: yeah I agree like New Jersey is definitely on the way up but probably a a year away or something like that we see some. they have some good young players Columbus has some good young players too I think that they're going to be better than some people think but probably not going to be in the playoff mix and then you got everybody else Philadelphia is going to be better they got, you know, they improved their defense. The Carter Hart is the big question mark for them. If the Carter Hart is the Carter Hart of two years ago, they're they were a playoff team two years ago, so they could be they'll be right in the mix. The Rangers made some changes to get a little grittier. I don't know, you know. We'll see if that makes them better. They were right in the kind of right on the bubble for a while there last year. So those are teams that the Capitals, you know, Capitals and Penguins. We're, we've been talking about this for a while. That, The door eventually is going to close for them i think that they're probably both going to get in this year but it's a toss-up and really to me uh, the really the two teams i think that'll definitely be in for the division are carolina and the islanders and everything after that is kind of a toss-up
1: carolina trying to assimilate a lot of new faces in the lineup last year it was yes for fosk now rod brindemore has got a little bit of his work cut out for him here because it's trying to get everybody on the same page whereas last year it was kind of the same group it's pretty different there although
2: i agree with you fastest team in the division by far. It might take some time for them to work some things in with the new guys they brought in and they have two new goalies with Anderson and, and Ranta. so we don't know if that's an improvement or not and there's been, those two had health issues last year so that if they have injuries there that could throw them off but I, I do agree that they're the fastest team They play, you know, I like the way they play. I think that Code Kinokinemi is going to benefit from being on a team where he's not the guy who's focused on. He's got a couple of fins there with Ajo, Turvainen. You know, those guys are going to help him, I think. So I think they're they're going to be a tough team to play against. Maybe you will not see it what they're really going to be until maybe like, you know, a third into the season or something like that. Then they could be pretty really dangerous, I think.
1: Well, Tom, look forward to chatting with you all season long as we get ready for the regular season opener. Thank you. Thank you. Tom Gallitti from NHL.com. One preseason game to go. Caps Flyers tomorrow at 7. Ben Raby away for a couple of days, so we'll do a little chair rearranging for the broadcast tomorrow night. In the preseason finale, you heard him on our air several times last season, not only... As the voice of the Hershey Bears, but filling in for me on the Capitals radio network, Zach Fish going to be doing play-by-play tomorrow. I will be there, but sliding over to handle pregame, postgame, and intermission duties in Ben's place, be between the benches. We'll be ready to go. 7 o'clock tomorrow on 106.7, a fan from Capital One Arena. Also, of course, right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Until tomorrow morning, have yourself a great Thursday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.